Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Scotty, 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 what are you doing? You're getting blown off by Ava, you're doing awkward wedding proposals on your little knee scooter thing? You gotta get it together. It's not been a good week for our beloved attorney there at law there in GH. We're gonna break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz it's a GH report. Get on your knee scooter. Right around the Metro Court. Get blown off by a lady. Ooh, I cannot stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the GH report. This is a show that breaks down all the latest shenanigans happening there in Port Charles, New York. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And, you know, making us look good, sounding even better, Jonathan in the booth. we got to give him a shout-out. Jonathan! Yeah, Jonathan is the up? man! Yes! Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you know what? Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. That's right. Roll Call, Joe Costanzo, Annie Gunn, Amber Saylor, uh, Dulamon, Kelly Public Cover, Tom Clev, Lisa Wagner, Michael B., Loretta, D. Durr, and Drew M. Thank you for joining us at the GH Report. Yes! <laughs> uh, so, folks, we're going to break down all the latest happenings, talk about the various storylines there. We'll also do a little bit of news and gossip at the end of the show to round it out. But before we dive into everything in detail, Carla, what did you think overall this past week? It was a snooze. It was a snooze fest, but I, but at, in your intro, I rather did love Scotty kind of scooting all over the hospital. <laughs> Throwing proposals here, there, and everywhere. That was pure comedy. But I felt like the one that he threw toward Bobby was actually a little more sincere. Don't you think it was sincere? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. We we learned, you know, good old Bobby Spencer. She's got this diabetes. And, (laughs) and, uh... Stop calling it diabetes. I hate you. In case you don't know, she's got the diabetes. Uh, Yeah, so she's not doing so well. She's got to make sure she keeps, uh, keeps an eye on her health. Because you know she's got a family to live for. She's got a uh, she's got a grandson that's not even hers that she's trying to live for. <laughs> right. But I do love that her and Epiphany had that talk, and Epiphany, you know, revealed that she had her. First of all, okay, wait. Did I miss something? When did Epiphany and Milo become a thing? They've been a thing for, gosh, I want to say like maybe seven years. R- really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them on on screen together. They haven't been together on screen for the longest time. Because I was like, am I missing something? Because d- I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> so when she revealed that they were on vacation together and that, you know, he kind of helped her out when she had her little scare with that. Um, and she shared that, you know, whenever people are going through a health crisis, they always feel like, or they assume that they're the only ones going through that crisis, like nobody else in the, on the planet Earth is going through that crisis but them. So it was nice to see another character share her trials and tribulations with that same situation so that um, 
Bobby would have something to compare it to and to see, you know, well, if Epiphany can get her act together, then then I can do this, too. It's not as much of a lost cause as you think, because people often assume that someone who has diabetes is overweight or not taking care of themselves. And Bobby is the littlest thing walking on General Hospital. She's very petite. She's very tiny. Um, and she seems to take care of herself. You know, somebody in real life that has diabetes is Halle Berry. Halle Berry's had diabetes for quite some time. So I say all that to say that not everybody that has that has to be somebody that's overweight or out of shape or doesn't take care of themselves for whatever reason. So that was good that they had that moment for people that think that or for people that weren't aware. You don't have to be the foregone conclusion, you know what I mean, to to be able to be in that situation. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's what I have to say about and that. And you get to hang out with Wilford Brittle. So. I hate you. I hate you so much. Never grow old. I hate Never you so die. Much. Um, so we do. Uh, so we mentioned Scotty, and I joked around at the beginning of the show, and we did have him do his wedding proposal to Bobby because he's looking for somebody to take care of. But even prior to that, we see a conversation with him Scotty and Ava. Ava. Now and that one, I was like, "Come on, dude, you reaching on that one?" Do you think so? Because I mean, there certainly is a. A connection between Ava and Scotty. Not that kind of connection, no. Even Ava said that. Even Ava was like, oh, stop playing. <laughs> but but even with, when she started first getting together with who she thought was, uh, uh, it was really Ryan, but she mm-hmm. thought that it was uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Scotty, Scotty reached that? out there. That's right. Scotty, <laughs> even I was distracted by that. Uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty uh, reached out and even said, like, you had your chance, Scotty, and you let it go. So yeah. at, at least at some point in time, there was an opportunity for Ava and Scotty to get together. For yeah. whatever reason, Scotty didn't seize it at that moment. I, I don't know, I, but I also felt like Ava was just, just like kind of so callous this time. I just she was yeah she was kind of cold, but I just don't. I don't think them being together is going to be a good thing. Like they would just set each other's buttons on a, <laughs> a continuous basis. I just don't think. Yeah, I just. Uh-huh. But do you think a Scotty and Bobby connection is good? I don't. I think it's like a snoozeville. I don't know. You know, somebody in the chat room flipping back to Epiphany and them. They read me. Zoe Johnson's like, um, they've been together longer than seven years. I'm just saying. Look, like I said, I'm like, did I miss something? I didn't know that I missed it. But with with Scotty, um, I think and um, Coco Candy one said this perfectly the Scotty is more like an uncle to Ava than because he's he's like that uncle he's like that uncle that you always go to when you're in trouble not necessarily somebody that you're attracted to or not necessarily like your best he kind of has that uncle vibe happening I agree with I agree he's got that uncle thing happening you know and I just um you can't look at Scotty as a as a sexual being mm, mm -mm. (laughs) oh no no uh like a lilf no. No? And apparently, um, Ken Schreiner had surgery on his ankle. That's why he's scooting around the hospital. Yeah, he had a little boating accident, so he got to cruise around in that scooter. But you know what? <laughs> I got to give him credit. That's difficult. Like, it's diff- It's bad, and it's difficult enough to learn your lines and hit your mark. Then you got to do it, and you got a scooter? Like, that's a lot going on. There was, I think it was Monday's episode at the beginning of the week where they're in Charlie's, and Ava's there. And she's in a discussion with somebody, and then all of a sudden, 
you hear the door open, and then Scotty is just in the scene. And he's in the scooter, and he rolls up. But there are several steps in Charlie's. So I'm like, how how did he get down those steps? Maybe they have a, a handicap ramp that we haven't seen. Uh, why are you, no why you wagging your you finger? Know, you know why, he doesn't might, care about look, that. Look, there might be a handicap ramp in the back. It might be one on the side that we don't see. You don't know. Julian doesn't care. He just, no, no way. <laughs> no. So when I was like, how did Scotty get down those two steps? I couldn't figure it out with that maybe scooter. He hopped, maybe he hopped down on, on one foot and then picked up on the, on the scooter when he got to the scooter. You know, people do that sometimes. I guess. Like, when I was on crutches, I would do that. I would hop down on the good leg until, because I just didn't want to go through the, the drama of doing the crutch situation. <laughs> like, because you just look like you're going like this. It's just messed up. But The, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I could feel like the only thing I could see happening is that Bobby and Scotty could, t- could start dating. Mm. Maybe Ava realizes, oh, wait, I had something great in Scotty. Maybe I should go for it. Well, that's how Ava rolls. You know, whenever she sees somebody with something that she she turns people, she'll turn people away or turn them down or not want to be bothered. And then when she sees them with something else, all of a sudden they're attractive to her. That's what what happened with her and Griffin, right? Griffin was with her daughter. She didn't want to be bothered with Griffin. Then Griffin hooked up with her daughter. And then all of a sudden she wanted Griffin back because he was with her daughter because she's twisted and she just thinks like that. But over, um, yeah, I was kind of, I was, it, that that was actually kind of kind of comical. It kind of made me laugh. It gave me life for the rest of the week. Oh, poor Scotty Baldwin. Come it, on now. But what also gave me life was seeing my girl Trina pop up. They're starting to give her a little more airtime. Is she regular now? She just got a contract role, so she will be around. I love that. I told you my girlfriend is her mother. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how they're going to mix her up in the teen storylines. So, I mean, we've got Dev now. We've got Cameron. We've got... Uh, Jocelyn, and now we've got Trina. So to see how that does it become like a quadrangle, does do they pair people? Do they pair I her up? I think what's going to happen is Dev and Joss are going to end up hooking up because that's what it's feeling like. It's feeling like because she's she is throwing way too much shade and disdain toward Dev for nothing to for nothing romantic to pop off because there's just too much combustible teenage energy happening in that regard. Cameron is like and it's, it's going to suck for Cameron cuz Cameron really likes Joss. He always has. Even when she was with Oscar, he liked Joss. So it's going to really suck for him when she yet again throws him to the curb for somebody else that, you know, had cuz Joss Joss unlike her mother, seems to be drawn toward people that have drama, that have some kind of... They're they're in some type of peril. She always Hmm. seems to be drawn toward those types of guys, and Cameron is not that dude. Well, but, I mean, he's also... I mean, he's doing community (laughs) service. Yeah, but he's not... There ain't no gangsters looking for him in another country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's not in peril. He's not in a life-threatening situation is what I'm saying. I understand. Like, Dev is in a life-threatening situation. Oscar was in a life-threatening situation, which ultimately took his life. I, I feel like she's attracted to people that have that kind of drama attached uh, uh, attached to them because somehow there's something in her character that makes her want to be the savior that person that need to want to save somebody or or be there for somebody like I don't know what that is and I think that's a, the same quality that her father Jax has hmm. Jax is like that so it makes sense to me that they're writing Joss to be that type of person and not all the way left like Carly because that would not be interesting if she was just popping off on people all the time you know what I mean yeah no that's true 
I, yeah, I'll be curious to see, do they, because Trina's already kind of said with Cameron, it's like, no, 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 we're not like that. So right. whether that stays true or it changes into something else, oh, that's, it's, de- it's going to change. And then, because you know you got to have intrigue and, and conflict, so it's going to change. And then and only then is Joss going to pay attention. Because th- that's how they do on the soaps. <laughs> only, when, only when somebody else wants somebody, do they want them? I'm like, y'all doing too much. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of Dev. We get to see Sonny start to try to work on his plan to be able to set up the idea that Dev is really his his cousin. Mm-hmm. So he's got to kind of create an identity for mm-hmm. him. So he reaches out to uh, Mike's sister, I think. Yeah, oh, one of Mike's family's members. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they meet and says, hey, yeah, here's some money, and this will keep coming. Uh, if you just say that this is really your grandson. I love that. Because when he slid that money over to her, she was like, mm, there's not enough money in this envelope. I'm like, a little greedy, are we? And I was like, dang. She shot that down quick, faster than her. And she's like, yeah, there's not enough. I'm like, ooh, oh, well, okay then. She did a research. <laughs> she does, you know, coffee importing, uh, that makes uh, makes you some good money. I'm like, she's doing too much. Would Could you ever see yourself saying yes to a, a proposition like that? No. Because for me, I have to be able to go to sleep at night. I couldn't. Well, and you I'm, sleep on that on that be, on the money. I'm not that good of a liar. <laughs> like I'm not. Like I can tell a few fibs here and there, but I'm not that good of a liar. That because with that type of lie, you have to remember every lie that you told, so that you're consistent in what you're lying about. I can't lie like that. Like if it's a one-off, I can do that. I but know. if it's a consistent situation where you got to do it over a period of time, yes, I. Mm-mm. I mean, every Sunday, you fool the audience and me that you actually enjoy doing the show with me. I can't stand So, you. I mean, Carla, don't tempt yourself short here. Oh, dear, dear Frank. <laughs> you sure know how to bring the chuckles. You are funny to me. Uh, yeah, it's... I'll, I'll be... I mean, because I guess yeah, they have to have, you know, the, the federal government has to come and check on it and make sure all this is on the up and up. Yeah, so he told her that some people are going to come and, and check it out, and he'll give her the heads up when they're on their way. Hopefully, he'll be able to give her a heads up when they're on their way, because if he if <laughs> if he can't, that's going to be a problem. And then, just to make sure everything is, you know, gets you know, done as smoothly and as efficiently as possible, he reaches out to his man, Brick. Stephen A. Smith, everybody. Brick is hilarious because he, he Brick just kind of sits back and just enjoys all the shenanigans with commentary. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just he just watches it all unfold and just has commentary at the end of it, and it's always the same commentary. I rather enjoyed that. Yeah. No problem. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I, I wanna... I'm like, how many different ways can you say no problem? I enjoyed that because he seems to enjoy quite everything. It's pretty funny. I'm intrigued by Brick because just because you know, one, I mean, it's Stephen A. Smith, so it's always interesting seeing a a sports journalist <laughs> and talking head in a soap opera and this role. But just like what Brick's life's like. I mean, he's always wearing a nice three piece, you know, nice suit. He's, he's employed always, by Sonny Corinthos. Do yeah. we really care? I don't, do you think? I don't know if Bricks is uh, is something is this Bricks' sole employer. I think he works for many other people. Don't you? Think? But I'm just saying, if he working for Sonny, he working for somebody else. Homeboy is making bank. He got multiple streams of income. That's why he always got on a nice suit. He's, he's making it work. He's making <laughs> but work. he cracks me up. He's like, I rather enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that. I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> it was just funny. I just it just makes me laugh so hard. But how about this? Let's flip on over to my favorite subject on right. General Hospital, and you know, y'all all know what that is, Shiloh. Whoop. So, 
with the lip smack. Let me just talk about Shiloh for a second because Shiloh, you would think after getting his face bashed in, being in the hospital, being in jail, being in handcuffs, all of that would have spooked homeboy to kind of like take a step back and pause for the cause, right? Oh, but no. What does he do? He's all up in Charlie's trying to spook Brad. He's all up in Brad's face and staring he's staring at poor little Wiley like Charles Manson. I'm like, I'm I need for them to do something about him quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know, it was that scene was so interesting because it would it was like Brad just walk, keep walking. Why do you stop? Because every time you try to make a move, Shiloh would like, but it's but it, I would have look. I would have been. The, I would have had the shoulder brush and would have kept it moving, but he kept doing it so that he could. And we realized that he kept stopping him so that he could figure out a way to get that blanket to snag it for DNA purposes. Yeah, but it, I, it just maybe like that scene was just bothering me. It was just like, Brad, just keep walking. Dude. <laughs> I just, just and I just waiting. I need for Shiloh to be done, and I need for Shiloh to be done mostly because I don't want to see Brad. <laughs> Freak out one more time. I feel. I really feel like they're setting Shiloh up as a murder mystery. Like somebody, you I think feel like, somebody's going to kill him. I think somebody's going to kill him, and they've set up a wide enough variety of characters that many it people could be would have anybody. A yeah, everybody would have a reason to, to want to bump him off. That's Which, true. I'm all. I'm all for. It. Let's see a good old fashioned one because I can't see any other way that the Shiloh storyline ends. I mean, what he he finds out that you know that, that while he's not his, his baby's really dead. Want want. <laughs> That's it. That's not. A, I feel like you got to send him out on a, a on a high note, and I feel like somebody's going to murder him, and you've got a, a list of suspects. Let's hope it's Miss Carol Lockhart from Beaches Corners. <laughs> Let's hope it's her, because I love the fact that they. I love the fact that uh, Sam was like, "Yeah, Jason, you, they're looking for you. You are not leaving the safe house. I'm going to go to Beaches Corners." And then she goes, and who's all up in her face? What's his name? Billy. Ugh. Hey, Billy. Officer Billy, Detective Billy, whatever his whatever his title is, Billy. Billy, I just want to snatch a knot in his butt because when he showed up, <laughs> I love when he showed up at the PCPD and Mac let him have it. Yes, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Mac let him have it, and he thought he was going to intimidate Mac. Mac was like, "Oh, but no, contraire, you got the wrong one." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lived for that moment right there. Mac wasn't in that. He was not in that position a good half an hour. And he was just calling folk out. First, he called out Chase for bringing him the coffee and the snack. And then he called out Billy. <laughs> Mac is yeah. back. Yeah, I the Scorpio it. brothers ride again. Woo. I know, because we talked a little bit about it last week. And some people mentioned in the chat that uh, Robert Scorpio was going to become the new DA. Because and they were right. Because we get to see that. And we get to see that great scene with him and Laura. Like, oh, you have a law degree. That's amazing how you could know somebody for that long and not know something about them. You know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. I know I know it's hard to fathom in this, this day and age of internet and social media, but there are some things that people will keep to themselves that you will never know about them. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I have a large wall of taxidermy. Oh, I mentioned that out loud. <laughs> I hate I hate you so much. But I also love that we found out um, about Robert that not only does he have a law degree, but he has a law degree from Fordham and that he met the governor at Fordham. Yep. I'm like, like, when they gave him a story, a backstory, they gave him backstory for you behind. I was like, well, okay then. And on the day that I passed the bar was the day (laughs) I got accepted into the WSB. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I loved, I was living for all of that because think about it. Over all the years that we've known Robert Scorpio 
and Max Scorpio on General Hospital, we knew little about their backstory. They just kind of showed up in Port Charles, and we knew that, you know, they were brothers, and that was kind of it. We didn't know that much. We knew some things about them, but we didn't know that. This is a status quo that I know it's only temporary. Well, Roberts isn't. He's the new DA, but Max is temporary. But, you know, I am fine. It's like, <laughs> you know, I know Max, Mac was police commissioner a long time ago. But he's got nothing going on right now. Let's see him. I'd, I'd rather see the Scorpio brothers in those roles for a while. I don't know Jordan's police commissioner, and I want her to have a storyline, but let's find something else to do with her for a while and not worry about her as a police commissioner. Let's get some. I wonder else what's going to happen with her because I feel like I'm like, does she has a does she have a contract negotiation coming up or something? Maybe her contract was a short term contract or something because it just seems so it seems so abrupt and so uncharacteristic for them to put her in that whole kidney storyline and then have her recover and not go back to work. You know what I mean? It just yeah. seems really odd to me. And I, do y'all think that's odd in the chat room? Because I really think that that's odd. I think that's very strange. Um, you know what's not strange, though, Carla? What? Our fans. They're not strange whatsoever. <laughs> because they take the time every Sunday to come and join us to talk about General Hospital and these characters and storylines that we love, drive us crazy, get Mm -hmm. us excited. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for watching all the shows that we do here. It's not just this show that we do here. I mean, Carla's got her own empire there on Black Hollywood Live. (laughs) The Curvy Critic. I do not have an empire. Yes, it's a a media conglomerate (laughs) that she's building before our very eyes. No, I don't. Uh, But we we also do many other shows here as well as all the other talented people are after us. So thank you for watching our shows and helping us become the ESPN of TV talk. But we're also asking for a little bit of help. So if you have a chance, you know, give us a like and a comment there on the YouTube channel. Give us five stars on iTunes when you have a moment. But no matter where you're listening, where you're watching, get involved in the conversation. Leave a comment like all these great people that are doing right now in the chat with Carla. Yes, 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 yes. And let's talk about another subject to just veer away from my boy Shiloh for a second. Now, the last time we saw Scout, (laughs) we clown Scout here. We yes. clown Scout bad. So they got a new Scout. And can I just say she's adorbs? They, 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 they. She's adorbs. They so razzed her. They, they, they bumped her up her age. And I liked her a lot better. She's adorbs. Yes. She is the cutest little thing ever. Like, I love when Alexis waved at her and she waved back. I was like, okay, this little kid gets it, whatever it is. And I love that she was very engaged with Drew. Like, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. I, I loved, I was, I was there for all of that. You know, and I really liked, because it's, not that often that we get to see Alexis have a scene with Drew. And I was like, oh, yeah, at one time they were much closer when everybody thought that he was Jason. Right. So it was nice to see them have a little conversation that didn't have to do with anything about Jason and, and Drew and right. Sam. It was just about Drew and his feelings about uh, Oscar. Yeah, and which she dropped a bomb that they have to have a reading of the will. So yeah. there's that. And I don't think that's going to be good for Kim because Kim is losing it slowly but surely. She's just, like, losing her mind. Bless her heart. No. Oof. Somebody give me a baby. I want a baby. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Um, another thing that I, um, what else did I like? Oh, I love how Max, I love how Peter and Maxie are having this relationship. Like he's a Martian and he has no idea what it's like to have human interaction. Like I'll, if I hear him say one more time, I don't know what this is like. Thank you, Maxie, for showing me the way. I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Come on, and then but he'll do that, and then turn around in the same breath and go, "Yeah, I don't really think we should be interfering in Lulu and Dante's business." I, 
man, I'm really getting tired of this Lulu and Dante storyline. And, and Dante's not even around to be a part of it. He, he'll be coming back soon, apparently. Yeah, it's, I mean, and this is leading up to some kind of blow up between Maxie and Lulu because of the whole Dante thing. Because Maxie is doing what she thinks is going to be helpful, not yeah. realizing that it's probably the worst thing she could possibly be doing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we find out Dante is, you know, in a, in a holding facility in New York for right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that close, Maxie's not going to want to. No, least, she's not. She's not going to. I mean, this is the thing. <clears throat> this is what I love about Maxie Jones. Maxie Jones is a writer die friend. That girl, if she is your friend or she is your family member, she would go above and beyond the call of duty to keep you safe, to make sure that you're cool, to do anything to make sure that you're happy and that you want for nothing. You gotta give it to Maxie Jones for that. It's a shame that when it comes to her own personal life, sometimes she doesn't do the same for herself. That's true, and I feel like with Maxie, though, it's she will go to any lengths to help a friend if she thinks that that's what that friend wants too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes not taking that like, should I ask this friend? Is this what they really want? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I think this is what they need, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do it anyway. And you're like, yeah, Maxie, maybe just ask the friend first mm-hmm. before you go down this whole road, <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> and open up a can of worms that's not going to be uh, good for anybody. Yeah, I'll, it's going to be really interesting to me to see what happens when Dante finally does resurface. Like, what kind of Dante are we going to get, and are we going to get the same Dante? Is it going to be a different Dante? Like, I'm really interested. And how is that going to? How is that going to affect? Um, Sonny and Carly and all these other people whose lives that he's intertwined in. Speaking of Sonny and Carly, so they find out that the baby has spina bifida. Yes. And I had never, I had never really heard, I'd, I'd heard that name, but I didn't really know what it was. I knew it was a birth defect, but I didn't know what type of birth defect it was and I didn't know how it actually affected the baby and this is a really cool storyline for Sonny and Carly because both of them can be very self-absorbed um, to a certain extent you know Sonny with his business his kids and Carly and Carly with anybody that happens to be in her path <laughs> family or not Yeah. so this is presenting both of them with a situation where they have to put their needs and their wants and their ideals to the side for somebody else. And I don't know if either one of them character-wise have it within them to do it. I think they think they do, but in the big scheme of things, I think they may not. And it may end up in, it may ultimately end up in the demise of Sonny and Carly's relationship. It is tough. I mean, <laughs> dealing raising a child that would have any sort of special needs Got to be difficult no matter what. Mm-hmm. But if you add in the circumstances, this you know this is a Carly and Sonny are older, mm-hmm. so this is a uh, they've expended a lot of time and energy raising other children. Mm-hmm. Some how of much, them not even their own. Yeah, how mm-hmm. much left do they have in the tank? And mm-hmm. if you add on to a special needs on top of that, like Carly was saying, it's like one thing that we we know we have support and love around us, but this is every single day for the rest of our lives. Are can we do that? Exactly. I mean, and this is this comes right on the heels of Mike and his Alzheimer's. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they navigate all of that because that's a lot. That's a lot for any family to have somebody that's in a home with Alzheimer's that's slowly but surely losing their memory, and then you have a child who may or may not come because the the doctor said that the the birth defect could result in a spine issue. It could result in um, brain damage. Like, it could result in, uh, like, they won't know 
to what extent the damage is until the baby's born, unfortunately. And then there's also the risk that the baby might be stillborn. She may not even yeah. give birth. You know, all of those all of those things are going to have a profound impact on their relationship, on Sonny and Carly's relationship. Because Sonny, at the if I think their pattern, I, I'm almost positive that they patterned Sonny's character after Michael. Um, Corleone from The Godfather, and if that is the case, if they're patterning him a little bit here, peppering here and there with um, uh, Michael Corleone, then what's going to happen is, do you remember in The Godfather when, um, I think it was Anthony, when Diane Keaton's character Kay had Anthony, and Anthony was a little slow on the uptake, Michael wasn't having that. (laughs) Michael Corleone was not having that, and he kind of treated... Um, he kind of treated Anthony like he was a non-entity when they were little and gave more um, attention toward his daughter. Then as they got older, he gave the equal amount of attention. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they deal with that, to see if they're going to age age the kid up really quickly, if it ends up being a problem with the child when it's born, or if they end up losing the child, and if they end up losing the child, how that's going to affect the relationship too, because that's going to be devastating for a variety of reasons. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, and it's. I mean, I think these are conversations that many couples find themselves facing every single day. So it's, you know, and for whatever it's, every couple has to make that choice for what's going to work for them and their situation in their life. And so, you know, every situation and every couple is going to make a different choice on that, which is entirely their right. Yeah. So. In the chat room, they're they're still on Dante and Lulu. <laughs> Yeah, and this and um, Amber is saying Dante just needs to come back completely different and end his relationship with Lulu so she can move on instead of walking around mourning and putting down these crazy news and put and doing these crazy news stories for attention. I agree with that because some of these news, like the one trying to catch the stalker, that was bananas. Well, speaking of what everybody's saying in the chat, do you want to see Dante back? One, do you want to see Dante back? Two, if Dante comes back, are you fine with it being a recast? I don't know how I feel about the recast. It would depend on who the person is. I kind of like the person that was playing Don, Dominic. I like I liked what he brought to Dante. Um, but you know, I'm open. I'm down for anything. Like I wasn't sure how a new Nina was going to work out, and my girl came in both barrels blazing. So, yeah. you know what I mean. I wasn't sure how I felt about Jordan, and then she, you know, eventually warmed her way up in, into to that recast. So I try not to. I, I try really hard not to hold it against somebody if they're coming in taking over a role because life does go on and people do have other opportunities that they can take advantage of that might not necessarily be an opportunity that is prevalent and present to them at General Hospital. So I'm all about, you know, moving and growing and, and, and that kind of thing. It'll just depend. It would be lovely if Dominic were able to come back, but I think he's doing something else. Isn't he on another soap now or something? Uh, I know he's working on a, on a film that I think... It may have already wrapped and he's doing festival stuff with it, but... Oh, if he's on a film, then he can totally come back. But if he's on another show, that's going to be a little tricky. But also, is is Dante a character that you need back? Like, you could you could rule out, like, a, like a Laura, Colin, Spencer, Weber. Uh, like, Laura is great to have back. Right. Is Dante a character like that? Um, I think Dante coming back would be really interesting because we have these new women in town, right? So him and Lula were in trouble. We got Sasha on the scene. We got um, 
there's somebody else that's new too. We got Willow? that. We got the new Valerie on the scene, but she's a lesbian. Um, Maybe, as far as we know. Um, but you got all these. You have all these different women around. So, I, and, and Valerie's his. I think Valerie's his cousin. No, yes. that's Lulu's cousin. Yeah, but they've already flirted around. Before, they, yeah, so. they 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 had that. But that's what I'm saying. They had that before. Who's to say they're not gonna go back there? You know what I mean? It, there's this There's possibilities there with Dante. Um, I don't know. That's that's a good question. Um, somebody said, I want the Dante recast soon. Dominic has moved on. Time for new blood. <laughs> Dag, y'all are cold-blooded. <laughs> I would agree with that, because I feel like I, I would rather, if you're going to do something with Dante, then let's just recast it and just move on. Okay. Because, because you know, much as Dominic is great, if he has other things that he wants to pursue, I, it'd be a shame to kind of hold Lulu up in kind of this limbo. Yeah, she is in limbo. Dolores Leach is saying that Dominic doesn't want to come back, so recasting sounds good. Yeah. It's you know it's I'm not so so uh, like committed to seeing Dante as portrayed by Dominic. And then they're throwing they're throwing out suggestions. So Dulaman says that Dante should be recast with the guy that played Ford on One Life to Live. Huh. I, we'll see, you know. And somebody says someone needs to come handle Lulu and Maxie because Peter isn't doing real great with that. Child Peter has a hard enough time managing his own life. How he gonna handle Lulu and Maxie? I'm just saying. <laughs> that's a that's a whole lot of woman Lulu and Maxie to be trying to wrangle. That's a lot going on. That scene in the Metro Court with Lulu, Maxie, and Peter, where Peter's saying like, "No, no, no, we're, I'm killing the story because I don't want you to be in danger." And right. For Lulu, just weeks ago, to be like, I don't want to do this story. This story is stupid. And Maxie talking into her, talking her into it, to now saying, this story is important and it needs to be told. I think that that is a writing issue, and I think that is a writing issue. Circling back to what you just said about her being in limbo, they don't know what to do with her. They don't know what to do with that character. Like I think they thought it. I think they thought they had it all figured out when they sent him off to Turkey and and all of that, and had um, Sunny rescue him with Dev. Like I think they thought they had it all figured out, and then when he came back, like I don't. Like I said, this is this is what I know for sure. Sometimes it was contract negotiations getting away because the writing team will start writing down a path, and then somebody will be like, "Oh, they contract is up," or "Oh, they got this other job over here," and if throws a wrench into the storyline so then the writers are kind of left with like ooh well we were setting it up for this so what are we going to do with that you know what I mean it's tricky it's really tricky I don't know how that's going to play out you know it's I feel like you know, if you're looking at the legacy <coughs> families mm-hmm. looking at the, uh, the Spencers uh, you know Quartermains uh, even the Corinthoses uh, those characters there's nobody that's kind of in that mold of like a Luke Spencer they no. got a rapscallion kind of guy. No. You know, like, like Ethan, for a while, he had it before he left the show. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a guy that would kind of want to play the play the odds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we really haven't had a character like that. And I feel like we miss... It's a shame that the, the Spencer family, for whatever reason, the show it's just... practically kind of died off, except for yeah. Laura. Because we don't Lulu. have Lucky. That's it. We have Lucky. We don't have Lucky. We have Lulu. We have the kids. But we very rarely see the kids. And whenever we see Lulu now, it has something to do with this newspaper job. And it's, and that's kind of annoying, I have. I hate to say, but it kind of is. I, um, I miss seeing somebody that can kind of give us and that. And Bobby. That's it. Yeah, I want to see Spencers. that old, like, Spencer kind of spark in, in, in the younger cast. And I don't see it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe Jonathan will come back at some point, you know? No, no. 
Who knows on that one? <laughs> I know. He's off being a rock star. But... <laughs> <laughs> And the Webbers only, uh, Michael Paluzzo makes a good point. The Webbers only have one left, and that's Elizabeth. There are no more Webbers except for Elizabeth. Well, there's a... Uh, and the kids. That's it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've got Liz's sister, but, I mean, she's but never coming back we, into town. We never see her. No, she ain't coming back. That's, no. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're talking about, they said, okay, if, I, Michael B. wants to know, if Aunt Stella gets that DNA test, who in Port Charles do we think she's going to be related to? Probably Trina. I guess. Well, ain't nobody else black on the show. Yeah. It, well, who, who's black on the show? Jordan, Curtis, Epiphany, Aunt Stella. That's it. Yeah. Ain't no other black people on the show. Do we? Do we care? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I care about those results. And like somebody I, wanted to know how is Laura Cam's grandma because Cam is Lucky's son, right? Isn't Cameron Lucky's kid? Yeah, yeah. Which would make Laura his grandmother, right? But I also know that there's because yeah, we, we we've got Xander, Jason, and Lucky, right? Kids. Right. Wait, no. So no, Cameron, Xander. Cameron's, yeah, Xander is Cameron's dad. Oh, raised by Lucky though. But that still that still makes her his grandmother. I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, it's like even though. Because I don't, th- I don't know if Lucky officially adopted him. I don't know if that was the case. Mm. They're saying that Trina is Curtis's lost long daughter. I didn't even know Curtis had a kid. Yeah, but how's that? That twenty three and me then going to help you out with like Curtis's daughter? So, I mean, because like, because Aunt Stella's related to Curtis, and you can go back generations. Like him. I did. Um, yeah, but you can go backwards. But can you go forwards? So it's not going to help her find out like who her granddaughter is. I don't know. Because I did uh, Ancestry.com, and we went all the way back to the 16th century. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. I, I, found, I found a cousin that lives in Japan. Oh, did you reach out? Yeah, I'm going over there to visit her. Oh, that's awesome. And then a girlfriend, and, and ironically enough, in, a strange, in the same strange twist of fate, a girlfriend of mine that I went to, um, not high school, um, grade school, grade school with in St. Louis she she reached out to me via Facebook and she lives in Japan close to where my cousin lives oh, cool. so I'm like oh I got two people in Japan I gotta go now that's it once you I have two trip. people you're set I got a trip hey yeah. Tokyo here I come <laughs> uh, folks are Tokyo GH fans get ready Carla's gonna do a, a meet and greet out there be able to talk I ain't to doing you. no meet and greet but I'll be there giving me some software I know that <laughs> Uh, the one that we did, uh, we talked a little bit about Shiloh, but we mm-hmm. do get to see a scene where uh, Sonny runs into Shiloh and his lawyer at the Metro Court. Oh, I love that. I love how he was trying to pay her off, yes. and how she and how she got off on the fact that he was flirting with her. And let me just say that I love her. I love her so much on that show. She's kind of snarky. <laughs> I'm there for all of that. And I do like how she will just say, oh, great, that's great, Shiloh. You you think you know that, but we got to be able to prove it. I love she her. She does just, not give him an S. She step. is just a snarky. She she could care less about some Shiloh. She could care less. She's like, mm, so you paying me, and this is what I'm going to tell you because you paying me. And she, but she he, he was all hot and bothered and annoyed over the fact that she thought Sonny was cute. I'm like, Sonny is cute. <laughs> like, why are you playing? Sonny is cute. Come on now. So we have that, and then we also have Jason going to see Harmony. 
saying, mm. oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Guess what? Charlotte killed your husband. And she rolled over, honey. She rolled over like a rock in the dirt. She surely did. She rolled over. She was like, because he said he would come back as soon as he found out where his son was. Has he darkened that doorstep? Nope. Oh, of course not. He ain't got her no lawyer. He's just going to let her sit there and rot for what he did. I'm like, hell no. But do you honestly think that Harmony, because I feel like get Shiloh in that room with her and give him two minutes and he's going to get her back on his side. No, because Harmony, Harmony has shown elements along the way that she's not the one you want to roll over on. She's not somebody that you want to do dirty. Because she, she looked like she a vindictive kind of cow. So she looked like she would kind of be like, mm, okay, so you've done me dirty, and now I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch that, that go down. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait. What amazed me, though, is that Jason was able to get into that prison and talk to her without anybody saying... Wait a minute, don't I? Aren't you Jason Morgan? Yeah, that was kind of yeah. funny. Aren't you just wanted in Beecher's Corner? Just because he was wearing a suit. I'm like, y'all funny. <laughs> I'm like, y'all got jokes. Y'all got jokes on GH this week. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And when it came to Shiloh, of course, the pledge is part of it. And Mm -hmm. so we finally get to see Christina and Alexis kind of have that conversation about what the pledge is. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that too. And, and, oh, oh, and that whole situation with her and Neil, because she thought, this, I love this. This is what I loved about that scene with her and Neil. She assumed, and you know what they say about the word assume, make it out of you and me. Um, she assumed that because they had gotten chummy through that whole mess with Christina that she could just kind of, you know, kick her heels up and kiki ha 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 and chat chat under the auspices of friends, quote unquote, client and, you know, therapist and that he wasn't going to feel some kind of way. And she underestimated him. She didn't think he would be like, yeah, I'm done with you. But then he kind of wasn't done with her when she came back and pleaded her case. He was like, yeah, OK, come back Tuesday or Thursday at five. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Got a soft spot but I love the fact that Christina, because that must have been weighing on her. I love the fact that she finally just like let it out and said what it was, because I actually was kind of dying to know which one. Alexis had done so much stuff like she had stabbed you like there's so many things that she did. I'm like, well, which one of the things did she tell? But then to find out that it was just a, a lie, like she says, I was she I just was, made it yeah, up. I was sleeping. I didn't Cause she see was anything. mad. She was I mad. Guess. Kids do that all the time. Kids, kids, kids will say stuff and do stuff to their parents just to piss their parents off. And she was really mad at Alexis. So that was her way of getting back at her. And she regretted it. But at least she fessed up to it. But you know, and then, oh, oh, and then when she went in on Shiloh at the bar, I was living for every moment of that. Living for every month, he was like, "We really need to get." She was like, she basically was like, "Middle finger, you." She was like, "I can't, I can't, I can't." Like, take that some. She was like, "Take that to the swamp, baby. I'm done." <laughs> she was done. See, but that's my boy, Shiloh. Man, he don't get, he doesn't give up. Let's get you in for some classes. Let's do it. I can't. Let's do this and make it happen. You know who he reminds me of? Did you? There's a documentary called Connected, the Joe Polish story. Have you seen this? Mm, no. Joe Polish is the guy that developed that thing called the Genius Network. Have you heard of that? Okay. So he developed that. He's he's very much Shiloh. He, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that actor patterned his character off of Joe Polish. Yeah. Because he's very he's very much like a Shiloh, very much. <laughs> like I was like I watch I watched that documentary and I was like, like in order for you to be in the Genius Network, you have to pay twenty grand. See you later. To take a bunch of classes. I had that once with like Phil Kogan from Amazing Race, where he was doing that kind of thing. Like, he, nope, hippity hop hop. And his people said, like, well, just pay for it, and then the money will just manifest itself. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mm-mm. sure, uh, that'll happen. But 
you know the, about the pledges though. I feel like that was a sto- an aspect of that story that was just kind of a bust. Like those pledges, they never really played into anything. Shallow never used them for blackmail. He never got to use them for what his no. true purpose was. Now everybody's got theirs back and they right. destroyed them. But they're saying in the in the chat room, Amber and Kelly are like they saw we saw the pledge on camera that we've seen the pledge before. <coughs> Excuse me, that pledge from um from Christina to Shiloh. I remember seeing the folder that the pledge was in, but I don't recall seeing the actual pledge. Now, there might have been an episode where they showed the pledge and I might have missed it, but I do remember, recall seeing the folder. I didn't actually see what the pledge was because I remember when um, Sam broke into that records room and pulled that folder out. That was the closest that I ever saw to seeing the pledge. So maybe I missed it, but thanks for bringing that up, guys. Appreciate it. I do remember seeing the written pledge. But uh, yeah, but it's it's back with Christina as well as the recording. So, mm-hmm. but it's still up here for Shiloh. You can never forget that information. They said it was blown up on Facebook. I believe y'all. I'm just saying I didn't see it. Okay, <laughs> I got y'all. We good. <laughs> so, folks, in our last couple minutes, some uh, some quick hot news and gossip. Now, I already know that uh, Carla's already put in her advanced order for this book that's coming out. Maurice Bernard doing an autobiography coming out in April of 2020. So talking about his you know, his struggles with his bipolar condition as well as his time working on various soap operas uh, and just his life in general. So I know you're already excited to read this tome when it comes out next um, No, I'm excited to have him come over here and talk about it. That's what I'm excited about. He better come over here and talk about it. I see a lot of empty seats in the studio. You, you know what? Uh, we don't have to go back down that road again, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. It's, it's it, Like Shiloh said, it's just going to take a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> uh, we mentioned this news earlier as so we talked about this one character, but uh, we do have Sydney uh, Mikal. Uh, Michaela, uh, she has scored a contract role now as Trina, so she'll be sticking around more to get involved more in that teen drama storylines. But as uh, somebody is saying hello to a regular role on GH, there's been some rumors, nothing substantiated, nothing confirmed, that possibly Moore West could be thinking about leaving GH. No. Don't know. That was floating up in the in, in the not Twitterverse. Not my Ava. So whether that's true or not, would you want to see Maura leave? No, I don't want to see Maura leave. That's I mean, my girl. As great as an actress is, but just in terms of the character, is there still a lot left to do with that character? There's nothing left for Ava to do, but they can always find, look. Not for nothing, but the girl is bad. So and she made. Not for nothing, but she made me want to watch the show, and I was like, uh, like sometimes uh, I was, kind of, I would watch it, but begrudgingly. But Mara West made me want to watch it on the regular because she just knocks it out of the park every time she's on the screen. Doesn't matter if she has one line or a hundred; she's so good. Yeah, I would be really upset if she left. So, I mean, we still don't have any news on that yet, but we'll keep uh, our ears and eyes open to see if there's any uh, thing to confirm that or deny it. That makes me sad. Crossed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're going to close the gossip and news bag. We're going to just seal it right up. Uh, And folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you everybody for hopping in the chat. Again, we couldn't do the show without you. Yes, yes, yes. I echo everything that Frank said. Um, I would go back and shout y'all out, but it was quite a few of you that quite a few of you that joined after I did the shout out at the beginning. So I'll catch y'all on the next time around. But that's right. Yeah. So you know, as usual, y'all can always find me here at six o'clock with my boy Frank. And uh, uh, before this, I'm over at Black Hollywood Live <laughs> doing the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata talking about films and movies and 
gossip, film news, and all that kind of stuff. And then right after this, in about an hour, you can catch me right back here at After Buzz TV doing the after show on American Princess. It's the last one. It's the finale. So, y'all, come and join us. That again, that burgeoning, uh, that burgeoning media empire. <laughs> it's, it's it's so right, right, happening right so in front of us. There, so Follow there. me on the Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie, <laughs> folks. We'll be back here next week with an all new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Cesaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.